0: Going live in three, two, one. Hello Void and thank you for joining me. You're listening to episode nine of the Nerdislav Podcast. My name is John Paul Hoss, and I'm glad to see you here. It's great to be able to record again and do this with some semblance of regularity. I say some semblance Because I was supposed to record and edit yesterday, which would be Friday, but of course it's not, it's Saturday. And the reason why I'm recording one day late and uploading one day late is because my beloved office mate, who, mind you, never comes to office on Friday, decided that it would be the best thing ever to camp out in the office until like 6 p.m., And at that point, I was just so done with everything that I decided, hey, I'm gonna just post on Twitter and come back to the office on the weekend and record. And I have to say, it's actually pretty nice. The whole building where I work is completely quiet. There is no one around as far as I can say. And I think it's gonna be a perfect environment to record. So off with it, right? Today I have two fun topics and a few final musings at the end. The first topic will be gaming related and I will talk about how Bethesda is a gift that just keeps on giving but I also use this as a bit of a launching pad for a rant, for a tirade that challenges this situation or position that a lot of people seem to be taking on consumer advocacy. So... That's coming up first. Coming up after, I will talk a little bit about being the elite and Nick uh, Jackson and Matt Jackson, the Young Bucks, looking at what they might do come New Year's and, of course, Cody Rhodes and that whole gang. So I am very glad to have you here. Don't go anywhere, Void. We are going to get straight to it so bethesda let's start with that as i said bethesda and their fallout 76 is just the gift that keeps on giving and by gift i mean this giant pile of dirt that you can't seem to flush down the toilet and it's just always around and always causing some sort of mischief now we have a lot of things to cover here it's been this shitty environment that um, Bethesda created with some pretty gnarly bait and switch with regards to pre-orders, some admittedly bad luck with their online support tickets for a while, posting information of people that were not you or the person who submitted the Tickets, basically, you could see support tickets of everyone. So massive breach of privacy, massive breach of personal identification info. So overall, this has been just this massive disaster. Not to mention the fact that Fallout 76 went on sale almost as soon as it released. The game, of course, is full of bugs, as any Bethesda game would be. But because it's an online game, you cannot necessarily count on modders to fix this thing up for you as Bethesda dev. So no redeeming qualities, really, for the product. I want to set the record straight. This is a bad game. This is not a game that's fun. And even though Bethesda seems to be committed to improving the product, improving the game, fixing the bugs, fixing the glitches, I don't think they can fix it completely. They cannot simply take the game off the shelf, revamp it and put it back. Even though we've seen that before, uh, we have seen games such as Warframe reinvent themselves. But I don't think this is the case However, I am not here merely to crack my whip at Bethesda, although, again, they deserve it wholeheartedly. I am here to address some debates that I've seen on the internet under videos that talk about this whole situation, and that is that concept of consumer advocacy versus consumer entitlement. And you see a lot of complaints from fans which many of these complaints are justified people complaining this is not what we wanted this is not the game that was advertised this is not the game that was sold to us this is not the product that we were expecting to get with our pre-order case in point the whole mailbag fiasco additionally you get a lot of people who say i pre-ordered i put my money early into this product and look at what is happening i bought it full price now a week or so later my game that i paid full price for i can get for half the cost this is not fair screw you bethesda you need to fix it yada 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 and this is where my goodwill my compassion for these people stops Because to me, it seems that a lot of people who voice these complaints are folks who have pre-ordered the game or bought it on launch without waiting for reviews, without waiting for unbiased commentary, unbiased evaluation of the game that you're supposed to enjoy or you're supposed to buy. Now, the late great John Bain always had two mantras. Number one, always be pro-consumer. Number two, never pre-order video games. And people seem to be looking at this mantra, you see it pop up over and over in debates and discussions, and only look at the first half of it. Always be pro-consumer. But then never consider the fact that there was a second part of this whole discussion, of this whole creed, and that was never pre-order. A lot of these people who are complaining I have very little sympathy for. You gambled with your money. You put money down on a product that you didn't know how it's gonna turn out. You trusted a company that, mind you, has never done any MMO experience before, that historically has released games that were broken on launch, that were unfinished, that needed modders to fix them up. And of course, because this is an online only experience or multiplayer only experience you can't count on modders to fix it up for you anymore and yet you complain this is very similar to what I see a lot of times on kickstarter debates oh my goodness I bought this thing and it's not on time and it's not what I thought again you are gambling you are putting down money on a project based on the premise of a project without waiting to see what critics that you trust, that are unbiased, say. It's not completely out of your responsibility. It's not completely the fault of Bethesda that you as a consumer decides to pre-order something that you have no idea of knowing how it's going to turn out. Yes, absolutely, we get creators that are creepy, that are crooked, that only care about their pocket. I've dealt with some people like that before. If you followed my podcast for a longer time, you know who I'm talking about. At the same time, I did put down a money on a premise of a project, with no expectation that something's gonna come out of it. That is what you're always dealing with every time you pre-order or you back something on Kickstarter or Indiegogo or what have you you are thinking ahead with your money and thinking oh this project seems cool the premise of it seems cool yeah I'll throw my cash at it and what happens happens yet people especially in the video game industry and the consumers there have really kind of developed this vicious circle where companies will entice people to put down more and more money down on this pre-order business and people willingly will do so because of maybe fear of missing out fear of like not getting a complete product on launch which by the way is bullshit we should still be getting complete games on launch and this whole pre-order culture is making that impossible nevertheless I think We need to consider at least a semblance of consumer responsibility here and with any situation where the game that's released doesn't match anything that was advertised during the pre-order period. If you are upset, you have your right to be. But don't shift the blame completely from you if you pre-ordered. You shouldn't have pre-ordered, plain and simple. Wait for the game on launch. See how it is. See how it runs. Is it what it was built up to be? If not, save your money. You probably want to be there on launch, making the big splash in this brand new environment. And I get that. But take a few deep breaths and think about what could happen. How many times in the past people have been burned with pre-orders? And then consider how Bethesda has handled their previous games as well. That is the big no-no sign for me. I would have never put down money on anything Bethesda does before I can read reviews and watch videos and listen to feedback that people have. Because we know Bethesda has done crappy shit in the past that they have relied on the community to fix their problems. So to wrap this rant up let me summarize number one yes bethesda has messed up they handled this whole situation this whole pr disaster very poorly and they deserve a lot of blame but at the same time consumer be adult and take your damn responsibility have you pre-ordered have you put down money on a thing that you didn't know how it's gonna be Well, you have only yourself to blame in that regard. You were not held at the gunpoint, forced to pre-order. You could have waited. So yes, consumer advocacy all the way, but also do not pre-order. And consumer responsibility is a necessary thing that we absolutely must pursue. All right, that was my rant for the day. Now off to topic number two. And that's what I call the being the elite madness, right? So I haven't spoken about wrestling on this podcast for a while. It's great to be able to do that again. And there is no better topic to throw my two cents on than the whole situation about what's going to happen to the Young Bucks, Cody, and the rest of the gang come January, right? I love Young Bucks I think they are one of the most entertaining acts in pro wrestling nowadays Kenny of course is up there as well Cody all of these guys they're just amazing and I really do wonder what they are going to be doing post new year I think and this is going to be my speculation only that we'll see an interesting mix of things going to happen right now A lot of people are saying only this will happen or only that will happen. I think there will be a mix, a variation on the outcomes. Now, again, this is purely my speculation. But if you recall, I correctly guessed Johnny Gargano's heel turn earlier in the year. So I'm not completely talking out of my butt here. So what's going to happen? Number one even going off of what has happened at the latest episodes of being the elite, I think Kenny Omega will stay in NJPW. I mean, they put their biggest title on him. He is one of their biggest draws, especially for the Western audience. And if NJPW is really trying to expand a little bit, trying to spread out its wings and become more of a global promotion, I cannot see them losing Kenny Omega So readily, I think he's gonna stay at least a year, maybe longer. No question about that. He's just too valuable for them. And from Kenny's perspective, going to WWE would stifle his creativity. He can do a lot of fun stuff. Now, he did mention that part of his creativity comes from being able to work within boundaries set for him. However, Dumping him onto NXT would be a little bit of a waste. And the way the mainline WWE product SmackDown and Raw has been going lately. Yeah, that I think would just bury him completely. Unless, of course, he is given the same kind of freedom or attention AJ Styles got. And now with Roman Reigns on the shelves, hopefully you get well soon, Roman. I'm rooting for you, bud. With Roman on the shelves, that could happen. On Raw, But given the fact that they are not even going with someone like Seth Rollins in that role, where he is already in the company and everyone loves Seth Rollins, I don't think that's going to happen. Now, how about Cody, the Bucks, maybe Hangman? What will happen with those guys? Well, we have seen some indication that they might be going it alone. There have been filings for the All Elite Wrestling brand that might indicate that Cody, the Young Bucks, and maybe a couple of other people, JR, uh, maybe Chris Jericho, they are trying to build their own unique promotion. And that would be amazing. All Elite Wrestling could really serve this new audience that... Kenny and the Bucks and Cody have built over the years on the internet and it'll be great especially seeing how Ring of Honor has been going a little bit on the down WWE has been posting very low ratings the quality of the shows have been pretty lackluster and NJPW still seems to be missing something to break completely into the Western market, which is frustrating to me. I love NJPW, but yeah, it's it's a problem still. Now, what would they do with All Elite Wrestling? Part of me thinks that they could be running this solely as kind of pay-per-view promotion, where they will run these bigger events like All In a couple times a year. They will bring in their friends. They will bring in their best act onto these shows and then they will go back to either touring the indies or working for more indie style companies or non-WWE companies. That's one way that could work. But, of course, you will keenly refute my argument by pointing to the Tuesday Night Dynamite trademark that's been also filed, which would suggest that Cody and the Bucks are thinking about producing a regular weekly maybe or twice a month something along those lines program that would go on Tuesday night that would be produced as a regular show that's entirely possible now I don't think that them doing this means that they will absolutely cut their ties with everything else They are such an important brand now for wrestling, Cody, The Bucks, Hangman Page, etc. That they would probably negotiate some sort of a deal where they will have their all elite wrestling promotion. They will have their weekly or semi-regular shows that would come up on TV. And on top of that, they would still perform for Ring of Honor. They will still perform on the indies. They will still perform in Japan. That, I think, makes the most sense for them. And clearly, I don't think Cody will ever go back to WWE. I think he has shown to the world that you can make a huge splash outside of McMahon's empire, and similarly, the Bucks really don't need it. And they have been doing great for themselves. They have been doing such a spectacular performances with Kenny. Even kind of that cross-brand work they did with Xavier Woods and The New Day with the Street Fighter tournament. So that is what I'm thinking. This is going to be more of a We do this on top of everything else we are already doing. We may cut down on our tour dates because we now have our weekly promotion either in Florida or somewhere else. And we will still appear anywhere else they want us to appear or they pay us well enough to appear. And on top of that, we will run our own thing. We will run our own major pay-per-views, maybe another all-in, maybe another show of that size I've heard they might call it double or nothing or something like that and I think that would be a great win for everyone because this way you keep on building your brand outside of WWE and hope that come the new deals that WWE struck with Fox the storylines and the shows evolve in a way that really the Bucks and Coley and Kenny will have a more Welcoming and more accepting spot on these major promotions programs. And with that, we are quickly approaching the end of today's podcast void. But before I wrap up, a couple of quick final musings. First, an update on my computer rebuilding. It's been going a bit slowly, much more slower than I expected I thought that by this time I would be done and I am mostly done but not without the delay I had to get a few new parts including a new power supply unit because clutzing myself as I am I managed to break the old power supply I managed to pull out the slot that the main power cable from the wall goes into when I was disconnecting the computers so Yeah, new PSU, but that's great. The new PSU has a longer warranty. Hopefully will last me through the next complete rebuild, which is, fingers crossed, coming up soon because as the news have been dropping, and most of this is just baseless rumors, so I'm going to wait for the New Year's and the major trade shows. AMD seems to be really racking it up in terms of hype for their new products, for their new Ryzen CPUs and Radeon graphics cards. The new 7 nanometer manufacturing process seems to be getting a lot of people super hyped and admittedly it's gotten me hyped as well because frankly Intel has been not the best in terms of cost product proposition for their CPUs. And NVIDIA, similarly with their RTX architecture, has yet to show anything that would make me consider dropping my 1060. It's just not worth it for me to upgrade to a car that costs upwards of $500, right? The RTX 2070 even, you can't really get below the MSRP, so not really worth it, and if from what people are suggesting the lower level cards will be just a variation on say the old 1080 so just repackaged 1080s for less money then yeah it's not really worth it and I might as well see what the red team puts up and from what the rumors are and again those are rumors I take them with giant spoonful of salt it looks good does it look good enough for me to pre-order hell no I will see for Radeon to release their products, people like Linus or Gamers Nexus review them, and then I'll decide whether it's worth it for me to buy. Again, taking us all the way back to the beginning, no pre-orders, uh-uh, not here, not ever. And with that, Void, we are arriving at the end of Nerdist Love Podcast episode 9. Thank you so much for joining me, if you would like to, you can follow me on Twitter at Nerdislav. You can also find all of these podcasts at Anchor and at www.nerdislav.com. My name has been John Paul Haas. You have been amazing. Thank you for joining me, Void, and I'll talk to you again soon.